you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Coming up today on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast, we take a look back at all those Super Bowl competitions for your fantasy league. What did the Niners do for you? What did the Falcons do for you? And which players provided the biggest boost for fantasy championships. We also talk about our NFL Fantasy Playoff Challenge, an opportunity for you to win a trip to Super Bowl 49, players you ought to keep an eye on, and a whole lot more, including crowning Adam Rank. NFL Fantasy Live podcast starts right now. And a big congratulations to everyone. That took home a championship in their fantasy leagues. A lot of those winners, likely Fabs, decided by the 49ers and Falcons last night. By the way, you won three championships yourself, so congratulations, Fabs. Thank you, sir. Monday Night Football, Niners, Falcons, and you see final game at Candlestick Park. Tony Gonzalez, Colin Kaepernick. Let's go fourth quarter. Niners in the red zone. Kaepernick keeps it. Touchdown. Yeah, one big game. For absolutely. Owners. See yep. it right there. 23 points. The ensuing Falcons possession, though. How about Matty Ryan? Matty Ice. Matt Ryan throwing deep to Roddy White for a 39-yard touchdown. Better late than never for yeah, Roddy, huh? I guess so. Well, something to think about for 2014 as he's finally healthy. Niners march right back into Falcons territory. And there's Frank Gore. One-yard touchdown. Niners lead 27-17. Now two minutes left to play. Falcons inside the Niners. Five-yard line as we get to that play. You see Gore taking it on the helmet there. Ryan connects with Tony Gonzalez. One of the best tight ends in fantasy football history. No doubt about it. And he will be calling it a season, as a matter of fact. Now Falcons trail 27-24. Falcons trying to take the lead after recovering the onside kick, but no. Oh, boy. Talk about a big turn of events if you start the Niners defense. And if Navarro Bowman is your IDP. Yeah, exactly. Navarro Bowman, 89-yard interception return for a touchdown. 49ers win. 49ers win. Say it, Fabs. 49ers win. 49ers win. 34 to 24. I can't do it unless it's the Yankees. Oh, come on. You can do it. Sterling, my goodness. It's not like... (laughs) Here you go. Your top fantasy scores as you get a look at the game last night. Roddy White with those 20 points in his second to last game. The penultimate game of the 2013 season. Matt Ryan, very uh, 
you know, I guess average, above average, 17.92. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick, though, big effort there with the 23 points. But why not start with Matt Ryan? What he was able to do this season for fantasy teams and what he was able to do last night and how you feel about him looking at next year. Well, you've got to think he'll be underrated because he didn't have a great season. But Julio Jones will be back. They'll have Roddy White back and healthy. Looks like he's good now. So Ryan, to me, is still going to be drafted as a low-end one, high-end two. Potential value pick there, Mark. I mean, you see it right there, 20-plus, three times this season with no Julio Jones for the majority of the year. So certainly a nice sleeper potential for Matt Ryan. Yeah, and and speaking of which, I said, look, Roddy White had a tough, tough season based on where he was drafted, but he started to come on two of the last three weeks, produced, and you got to say that's health-related. People have to understand that these players, they have a bad season. That doesn't mean they're bad moving forward. Roddy White, bad season. Really good player, potential bargain in 2014. Yeah, no question, especially because of the unknown around Julio Jones. And we're going to get to that a little bit later, by the way. Dr. Neil Gadabi takes a look at that surgery that he had on his foot and what it could mean for 2014. But to the quarterback uh, on the other sideline, Colin Kaepernick. And again, a nice bounce-back game. If you had him, maybe sitting on your bench, you made the Super Bowl and started him against a pretty bad Falcons defense. He delivered. He didn't start well statistically, but boy, did he finish strong. He started running the football, had a very good game on the ground. Didn't throw for a lot of yards, but still good enough for close to 23 fantasy points. Yeah, sort of an interesting theory, too, about Kaepernick running, that Harbaugh did not want to risk injury, and you're going to see him running a lot more when the games matter more in the playoffs, and maybe that'll spin forward in next year. yards last night. But one of his favorite targets, Michael Crabtree, was back after that Achilles injury. There you go, 100 yards. A little over 10 points. Nice nice effort. I'm so impressed with how well he's performed coming off what a lot of athletes, including Akbar, say is the hardest surgery to come back from, and that's an Achilles. So you put Crabtree right in the same category as Roddy White and Matt Ryan yep. as guys who could be really good bargains. Wide receiver one next year for Crabtree? Oh, he, he will yeah. be. He will be. He'll be drafted as a two. He's got wide receiver one potential. We all know that. All right. Well, it's the holiday season, and the Miami Dolphins paired up with Dick's Sporting Goods to host a shopping spree with students from the Handy organization. The students received a $300 gift card and a personal shopper in the form of a Dolphins player. The Dolphins, just one of many teams around the league giving back this holiday season. Now, for more fantasy news, let's uh, get things over to Adam and Akbar. Thank you, Money. NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport says Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo has a herniated disc in his back and received an epidural injection to reduce the pain. The Cowboys hope to know later in the week how well the treatment worked. Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett said Monday, Romo's season isn't over yet. He termed the quarterback as day-to-day. Cowboys owner and GM Jerry Jones weighed in on the matter as well. He is... uh... Uh, going through treatment uh, beginning yesterday and uh, if that treatment has a uh, the the positive implications that it certainly has a chance to have then he should not be ruled out in any way for this game we seem skeptical at first but do you think Tony Romo is going to play this week and what does it mean going forward into 2014 well I do believe that he does have an opportunity to play especially if he's not dealing with a compressed nerve if he's dealing with a compressed nerve that could make it very unlikely but if this nerve is perhaps 
creating some sort of issue where he's just getting spasm, that epidural could help and allow him to get back on the field. We'll go from one quarterback to another. Packers head coach Mike McCarthy said wide receiver. Actually, we'll go with Randall Cobb is inching closer to return from the injured reserve. Here's what McCarthy had to say about Cobb. Randall's going to practice more. Uh, he's still under the status of, of you know, being, being on <clears throat> excuse me, injury reserve. Uh, but we will up his, his practice reps on Thursday. Akbar, Coach McCarthy also says he is hoping for a quicker decision on Aaron Rodgers this week. The Packers have waited until Friday until the pa- in the past two weeks before ruling their QB out. So you couldn't start him in week 17 and everything. Like, if he is still able to go, would you start him? Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he makes that team better. He is a dominant quarterback. You play Aaron Rodgers at all costs. Vikings running – or, excuse me, Vikings – Coach Leslie Frazier said Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt did not practice today. Is it back to Matt Asiata? Uh, not so fast. They may just be <laughs> resting Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt, but not so fast. This is why you don't play in week seven. <laughs> you get it all wrapped up. Akbar, as you know, NFL.com standard fantasy leagues wrapped up in week 16, which means we can take a peek at the players who made a difference in 2013, and it should come as no surprise. Jamal Charles was owned on nearly 30%. Of all championship teams, as was Peyton Manning, as long as he didn't ruin you with that Week 15 performance against the San Diego Chargers, Julius Thomas, Zach Stacy, Nick Foles, no Sean Moreno were a, a few of the other names. Of course, you still have Keenan Allen, LaShawn McCoy, Eddie Lacy, Alshon Jeffrey, Josh Gordon, Pierre Garçon, Vincent Jackson, Philip Rivers oh, wow. making an appearance right there, and Eric Decker, somebody near and dear to my heart. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But... Zach Stacy, dare I say, was he the waiver wire pickup of the year? Are you kidding me? I mean, he just came out of nowhere and just surprised everyone with his explosive play. I say Zach Stacy to me is the surprise player of the year and, and deserves a lot of consideration for 2014. Yeah, he was owned in 23% of championship leagues. Pretty good. Yeah, really good. All right. Now be sure to check us out again Friday as we unveil the winner of our NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year as voted on by you, the fans. Now let's take a look back at the best draft spots for the season. Somebody who had pick seven, eight, or nine. As a matter of fact, Doc Bar, I have the number one pick, so you see where I am on this list. Yes, it didn't work out so well for you. I had, coincidentally, the number seven pick in our NFL Experts Uh, League draft. Worked out pretty well. I'm hating on you. All right. Thank you very much, Akbar. Now, coming up, find out who won our final fantasy coach of the week and what to do in 2014 with the players who starred for you this year. Plus, who's got the edge in 2014? We're pitting some of 2013's best head-to-head to predict the strongest keeper candidates for you to own. NFL Fantasy Live is back after this. For the Fantasy Coach of the Week, and we'll call it Fantasy Coach of the Year, presented by Lenovo and that award... Does not go to me. <laughs> Goes to you, Adam Rank. Congratulations. Thank you. Three you out of four years winning the championship in our Experts League. You did it this season against America's team. Take that, America. Yeah. Straight I'm from Khrushchev. I'm gunning for the world Fresh now. Out. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Fantasy Coach of the World. Here we go. This week, uh, let's take a look at your board. So your results, Adam versus America's team. Oh, oh, look what Adam, look what look what Alex Smith gave you when you oh, played him compared to what they gave that, me. That was the coaching move of the year, right there. You went with uh, letting Kirk him Cousins. beat you. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let them beat me, and then you. You know what? It's all right. I'm moving past this. This is about <laughs> you, Adam Rank. You see Jamal Charles there, centerpiece of your team. We'll get to that in a minute. But 
is stuck by your man, Eric Decker, coming off a tough week last week against uh, the San Diego Chargers. Big week on Sunday against Texas. Yeah, it's pretty tough. A lot of times, though, when it comes to situations like this, I would rather stick with my guys, guys that I was been playing the whole year, and Eric Decker has been very good to me when guys like Roddy White, Larry Fitzgerald weren't really pulling their weight. Eric Decker has pulled through for me, and it seemed bad. Like, at the first week of the season when he was the one guy who didn't catch any touchdowns, it was very easy to yeah. think about just dropping him outright, stuck with them, and this, you know, he came back. And you knew Peyton Manning was going to go for the record. So I figured, well, he's going to get a chance for at least one. I didn't expect 25 points, but I'll gladly take it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, maybe the best thing for Eric Decker was the fact that Andre Caldwell got those touchdowns because if you look at the Broncos over the course of the season, nobody had great back-to-back weeks. That's it's true. like the ball really spread around. One week it's Moreno, the next <laughs> week it's Thomas, this week it was Decker. Um, Jamal Charles, though, I mentioned, kind of the centerpiece of your team. And when you look at the experts' league, you break down some of the top moves, and we start with the draft. And, and here right. it is. You selected seventh. You see the backs that went ahead of you and turned out pretty good to be picking seven. Absolutely. I was really not excited about being in the number seven overall position because the two guys that I wanted, McCoy and Charles, and I was expecting both of them to be off the board. And, of course, when Elliott took LaShawn McCoy, it made my decision easy for me. I, I took that in about two seconds. So okay. if, let's say you have the second pick in the draft. You would have gone with LaShawn McCoy or Jamal Charles. Absolutely. Those are my those are my two top guys coming off the board. I wasn't really convinced that Adrian Peterson was going to be able to follow up his year. And so I thought McCoy was going to be great with this offense there with Andy Reid. And I thought that once Chip Kelly came in, could really utilize LaShawn McCoy. So I thought those guys were the two best guys coming out. All right. So uh, you also have to get that late-round pick that comes big, comes through big, and you did in the 11th round. Grab no Sean Moreno, a great 2013, probably your highest value pick. Why, Why Moreno? Well, last year, he really helped my team out when we picked him up off the waiver wire towards uh, down the stretch there. And I just looked at the situation in Denver. Ronnie Hillman was listed as the number one guy, but he still had a history of fumbling. And Monty Ball had already gotten off the board. So at this point, you're trying to look at guys who play on good teams who could emerge. And Noshaw Moreno was somebody who seemed like a good calculated risk. I mean, you miss on a bunch of these guys. I know I had, like, Chris Givens picked a couple yep. of rounds earlier and guys like that but you're just going you're just trying to be educated about it right and sometimes those guys well, you mentioned it. i mean at that moment moreno was third on the death chart he right. was behind hillman he was behind ball but hey way to go way to go <laughs> taking that georgia bulldog they love you between the hedges all right roddy white's injury uh picking up and dropping wide receivers in search of that right fit and you found your guy the rookie heading into week six keenan allen yep. he was somebody that we talked about coming into the season he compared favorably to anquan bolden when he came into the league they have like similar skill sets I should say so. He looked like a guy who could emerge to be that guy in the in the Chargers offense. Now, early on, Eddie Royal was really killing it for the Chargers, and he was the guy to own. And then, you know what? You kind of moved away from him. Eddie Royal disappeared, and then Keenan Allen really poured it on. And you saw him play plenty yep. of times in college. You know. Great this receiver. guy, yeah. And it, you know what? If he hadn't had the injury problems at Cal, this would have been a first-round draft pick. So it was a great pick for the Chargers getting him in the third round. And, you know, somebody who was very good off the waiver wire. Well, congratulations. I, I, we didn't get a trophy, <laughs> so I just raided my daughter's uh, award cabinet. And I'm going to just, uh, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. If you want to put, put Adam, oh, I'm going sure. to put that around you as the, uh, as the champion. Thank you. So there you go. It's gymnastics. Uh, what is it? Third place for, oh, overall. So that's still. That's good. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll, just, we'll just give you that. It'll be in the mantle, yes. As a, as a token. It'll be displayed. Yes. To, to recognize. Of, a couple of years from now when it's on eBay, when I'm <laughs> yeah. down on my luck and i got to say, like, hey, no, this was, this was 
a back-to-back Ten years when, when I have issues with my middle daughter saying, what happened to that gymnastics medal? Yeah, I gave it to Adam Rank. Uh, reminder, Keenan Allen, also not just a member of a championship team in our Experts League, but a nominee for our Fantasy Rookie of the Year. And we'll reveal the winner on Christmas Day right here, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. And the fantasy season not over yet. We are offering you a shot to go to Super Bowl 49, giving you advice on how to win. Cameron, Woodhead, Matthews, three men enter. One goes home with an invisible trophy or a gymnastics medal. Who will win our award for the best value draft pick of 2013? We reveal as NFL Fantasy Live back right after this. I don't have to give this up, do I? Yeah, I want it back. Thursday, go behind the scenes of NFL history. Peyton Manning is wired for sound as he breaks the single-season passing touchdown record. It's a special edition of NFL Replay Thursday at 9 Eastern only on NFL Network. Well, fantasy football does not end with the regular season. Visit NFL.com slash playoff challenge to play for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 49. Uh, if you haven't played before, all you do is set a roster of the players who will score the most points over the course of the postseason with multipliers for each one of your players as they advance to the next round of the playoffs. So if your players don't make it, you fill their spot. And the game continues. You're not bounced. So you can visit NFL.com slash playoff challenge to get started. Let's take a look, guys, at the current playoff seating for the AFC this particular moment of time. Actually, this will be the NFC. Um, and you see the Seahawks and Panthers have already clinched the berth. A little bit of movement available. Could be the Packers that slide in there for the Bears, the Cowboys that slide in for the Eagles, but well, the wild cards. Well, that would, that would mean the Cowboys would have to win that game. Possibly an 11-win <laughs> team will not make the postseason when you look at the Cardinals should the Saints win and Arizona defeats San Francisco. Wild cards looking pretty formidable there. You see the AFC picture, pretty much all good and done. The Broncos, Patriots, Bengals, Colts, Chiefs, all in. Only thing up for grabs, that final playoff spot. And I can tell you, of those four teams sitting there, guys, the one I would not want to see is the San Diego Superchargers oh, yeah. as well as they're playing right now. But um, when you talk about putting a team together, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady, teams that you think are going to make the Super Bowl, that's one thing. What about wild card teams getting that extra game and that extra multiplier and who you could see perhaps advancing to a Super Bowl that's playing on opening week? Yeah, I like that. When you look at the AFC, you can pretty much make a case for any of these teams going to the Super Bowl except perhaps the Broncos. So I look at a team like the Colts who have played yep. so well over the last couple of see weeks. What, he did there. what? No, I'm just saying. No, no. I've seen what? enough of no. Peyton Manning to know that he's not going yeah. to the Super Bowl. But the guy I really like is Andrew Luck because we talked about this yesterday is that when you look at some of the Colts' signature wins this season, they've had a ton of them, and they've had a ton of them on the road. So I look at a team that can go out and do some damage. Okay, they'll play host to the Chiefs in the first round. They just beat them. So then they go up, they play Denver, who they've already beaten. And, of course, we talk about Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Now you're talking about the Colts, who could be in the AFC Championship game. And if they get that far and they got to go up against, say, New England, I would put them up against anybody. So Andy Luck, not a bad option. How about a running back from Wild Card Weekend, fans? Let's go with LaShawn McCoy, the second-best running back in fantasy football based on points, just behind Jamal Charles. Now the Eagles are likely to win this again. Let's just say that with or without Tony Romo. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know how these games go. <laughs> And you get into that wild card weekend, McCoy gives you a big game and the Eagles can win and their defense is playing better now. This is a running back and a team 
who could surprise a lot of teams out there in the NFC. Yeah, no question. And, and when you think about Marshawn Lynch and Frank Gore, just what those defenses do to hold those guys down, certainly exciting. What about the wide receiver position? A.J. Green in Cincinnati. Yeah, this is going to be one of the sneakier plays because, again, the Bengals could very well be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl because they play so well. Of course, mostly it's on, at home. It is. They don't play as well on the road, but Red Dalton's been playing fantastic. A.J. Green has been one of the most consistent receivers in fantasy football this season. And again, I like to go after these teams from the wild card position that can make a serious run. And this is a serious challenger. And A.J. Green, you just want to have them because you figure they'll get two games at least. So you get double the points in that second round game. Yeah. You may um, be talking about a sixth seed, or I should say, you know, the sixth team coming into that wild card position, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers, perhaps, in the wild card run of the NFC. Now, look, Vernon Davis, bad Monday night football game, no question, but take a look at what he has done in the postseason the last two years 2011, 2012. Look at the production, the touchdowns, the fantasy points per game. It's, I mean, it's remarkable what he's able to do in the postseason. We need to somehow trick Vernon Davis into thinking the regular season is the postseason. <laughs> and then he would be the best player in fantasy football among tight ends. But just based on those numbers, Money and Adam, this is why Vernon Davis is such a good play in the NFL playoff challenge. We don't have a lot of great tight ends to p- pick from. Jimmy Graham comes to mind. But other than that, we don't have these elite tight ends to choose. Vernon Davis is one of those tight ends. Yep. And in the postseason, you saw the numbers. He is spectacular. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Jimmy Graham. And if you don't think the Saints are going to be able to do it on the road, which they're going to have to, then a sneaky play. Uh, what about that 49ers defense? Though? Love the 49ers defense. The San Francisco 49ers are my pick to go to the Super Bowl. So I will be loading up on the majority of their players in our playoff challenge game, and including the defense, who looked fantastic at times on Monday night. You know, they they gave up some big plays. Matt Ryan was dealing for a little bit, but you see the big playability this team has. So many great athletes, and they're playing football, or excuse me, they're playing their best football right now. It's what's important. So here you go. Get a look at a sleeper lineup for your NFL playoff challenge. Do you think we like the Niners? Niners, yeah, I mean, Eagles, what Nick Foles has been able to do, certainly Shady McCoy, Frank Gore. I mean, that is a, a pretty formidable squad you can put together. And again, you get multipliers every single round. So if you go with a team that plays on Wild Card Weekend, you're talking about triple the points by the time you just get to the Super Bowl. Let's get to the championship. Absolutely. Game. So, all right, there you go. A little sleeper action for you on your fantasy playoff challenge lineup. Coming up, though, Dr. Neil Gadadra is going to give his expert's take on Julio Jones' injury and what it means for his fantasy outlook in 2014 and we're looking into our crystal ball pitting player the player and telling you who will have a better 2014 nfl fantasy live back right after this well we all know that calvin johnson will be the receiver taken off the board first next season but which pass catcher will be next we'll break down the 2014 receiver class and more plus our end of year fantasy awards are coming up find out who took home the razzie of fantasy awards bust of the year hey look guys finally won something. That was just me. And we're not all doom and gloom here. Our experts made their picks for the best value draft pick of the year. See who takes home the imaginary hardware. This is NFL Fantasy Live. And to get a look here at the awards, we will be handing out a little bit later in the show the best value draft pick and the fantasy bust of the year. Please, no predictions, no predictions. We want it to be a legitimate surprise when I get to open this envelope 
and this envelope oh boy, right I here I can't a little wait. bit later. A little bit of news to get to. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt not practicing today, Tuesday, for the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, if you still have a Super Bowl to play, I think we get about 8-9% of the leagues at NFL.com that are having their Super Bowl this week. Be sure to keep tabs on that. We had Roddy White versus San Francisco on Monday Night Football, and he was a top producer. Certainly, Roddy a bit of a disappointment based on draft status, but that was health-related. And the fact that he came back healthy, put up over 20 points, bodes well if you have, again, a Super Bowl in Week 17 or looking at the draft process for 2014 and here you get a look at the top fantasy scores from Monday Night Football along with Roddy White, Matt Ryan, a decent 17.9 points. Tony Gonzalez got you that touchdown. Finish strong did Tony Gonzalez after a rather disappointing 2013 campaign. Colin Kaepernick with that rushing touchdown nearly 23 points and Frank Gore no question one of the better values based on where he was selected in the draft, Adam nope. and Akbar. No mention of the bagel from Vernon Davis. How many guys the, the, the were zero. out there? Didn't yeah, I just expected? say we were trying to yeah. keep it positive? We got the fantasy bust of the year there. I was just kind of, you know, focusing. It was positive focusing. for people who were going against focusing. Vernon Davis. Yeah, there you go. See, that's thinking. That's thinking in the holiday season. Speaking of the Falcons, wide receiver Julio Jones lost for the season earlier in 2013 with a foot injury. So will that Falcon star be a risky pick in 2014? To answer that, we checked in with our resident fantasy medical expert, Dr. Neil Gadadra. And now I'll show you Julio Jones and his fractured uh, foot and his fractured hardware. So if you look at this little Fabiano model, obviously a better looking version, what you'll see here is that this is the fifth metatarsal. This is the bone that he fractured. This is the bone that has a screw in it. The problem is, is that once the screw goes in and the bone heals, it's as if the bone is normal. You don't really worry about the screw. Except in instances like Julio Jones, where now we're dealing with a fracture that actually fractures the screw and fractures the bone again. This is a picture of what it looks like once a screw goes in to actually heal that fracture that Julio Jones had. And this is the exact screw that I showed you earlier coming through the bone at the side of the fracture, which is now healed. It takes a little bit longer to heal, but it helps healing, especially with people that have had two fractures now. And the big question with that becomes is durability. It may be a mechanical issue. We're now, he's predisposed to, to put pressure on that side of his foot, causing these fractures to happen. So, if I was a fantasy owner, I might be a little bit concerned. It might drop him to a lower round. Only because whether it's next year or the year after, the year after, he is at higher risk of this happening again. It's happened once, and the greatest risk of it happening again is the fact that it happened before. So for Julio Jones, I'd be just a little bit careful. Thank wow. you, Dr. Neil. Akbar, uh, as someone that, that well, dealt with injury in his NFL career, what do you make of that? Well, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you talk about the fact that Julio Jones does a lot of explosive movement, a lot of cutting as a wide receiver, and he's got to use that metatarsal, that fifth metatarsal when he's coming in and out of his breaks. Why don't you, um, let's just keep it there then, looking to 2014, and let's think about two injured receivers that were prolific, Randall Cobb, Julio Jones, who do you like better for 2014? Well, here's the case where I feel like Julio Jones really would make Matt Ryan that much better. Having Roddy White there, of course, makes his value uh, go up as well. But I say that it's going to be Julio Jones. Julio Jones is just, I mean, he's a talented wide receiver. And I think because you played this game, the game is so dangerous, and you played on the brink of disaster, you have to be able to kind of roll with those risks that comes with Julio Jones being able to get injured again with that. So I'm taking Julio Jones. 
you with him? I would go with Tex Cobb. Yeah. I, I realize. you like calling him Tex. Of yeah. course. Well, yeah. duh. Yeah. I mean, that's, let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. You don't need to try to helps. analyze it. Oh, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like the division. Uh, by the way. Yeah, you came up with Tex, and that's why you're going who Tex was, Cobb. Who was just running around with a gymnastics medal, and who wasn't? Let's move on. <laughs> Better in 2014, Giovanni Bernard or Le'Veon Bell talking second-year running backs after impressive rookie campaigns, Rank. I really like Le'Veon Bell going into next season. I feel he's going to be the number one guy for the Steelers and have that job all by himself. And the thing I fear about Gio Bernard is that he was pretty good. He was pretty good in stretches. But I feel that people are going to start putting him into that C.J. Spiller-type class where they just feel like he's going to come out and be a dominant fantasy running back, when in actuality, he works really well with the law firm there. And that's a great tandem that they've got going. So he's more of a flex guy, whereas Le'Veon Bell is going to be the guy, the bell cow of that Steelers offense. And yes, I know, I know where it, I, I know where it came yeah, from. You know what a bell cow is? I know what yeah, bell cow, you know cow is. The bell cow is the one with the bell on its neck, and it leads the other cows to go feed. You know, I'm, on the, I'm on the opposite end of that. I, yeah. I, I'm a fan of Giovanni. You I don't know what bell cow means? <laughs> I, I do know what it means. Just because of his versatility. That's it? That's it. He That's is it. versatile. Well, that's I'll, 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 look, I'll submit this. The one concern I have for Le'Veon Bell is I don't like that Steelers offensive line. It has sure. been leaky. It needs to be repaired. They've tried to invest high draft picks in it, and it continues to not work out. That's my only concern about Le'Veon Bell. But I've got to believe, considering the skill positions they have, maybe they do another first-round pick or a second-round pick and continue to build that line because that's kind of where the weakness of that team is, and that's where I'd probably come you up just, on the Geo side of things. Yeah, yeah, and just watch this offense start to evolve yeah. around Geo, kind of like a Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles put into one. All right. I get that. I, I may have to um, get, I don't know, just some boxing gloves or something for this one because this okay. is going to get nasty. Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, boy. Or Keenan Allen. I'm going Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, just period. Alshon Jeffrey, he stepped up and he became a man, I mean, this season and just really showed his value. When he came out of college, everybody was really high on Alshon Jeffrey. We didn't hear much about him last year. This season, he has been big time. And I think because you look at the play, even the way he played with Cutler, the way he played with McCown, I mean, he's shown that regardless of the quarterback that you put out there, he's still very productive. That leads me to believe that it's Alshon, not the quarterback, that's making him good. Just an impossible matchup for defenses. you got Brandon Marshall on one side, Alshon on the other. Right. You can't double them both. And not to mention, he's got a good running game, yeah. too. Um, how about quarterbacks? Let's just mm-hmm. uh, move on to the quarterbacks. I don't okay. want to. This could get ugly if I let Rank start talking about Keenan Allen. <laughs> oh, I talked boy. about him earlier. Tom yeah. Brady or, uh, or Nick Foles? When you talk about somebody I feel very passionately about, it's Tom Brady, and I've been riding with him in my keeper league. I tend to end up with him each and every season, it seems. And I look for him to bounce back. When Peyton Manning was joking around like, oh, Tom Brady will probably throw 52 next year. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see Bill Belichick and Tom Brady going, you know what? We got something we could show off. Let's go with him. Then the problem with Nick Foles, though, is that we tend to fall in love with these quarterbacks who come out and have a monster season. Colin Kaepernick this season, everybody was all over. I was all over Colin Kaepernick earlier in the year and Cam Newton two years ago. Give these guys a little bit of a chance. Teams are going to be able to go through an offseason and take a look at Nick Foles. I feel that somebody's going to reach for him in, like, the third round, okay. whereas Tom Brady's going to fall to, yeah. like, the ninth. All right, coming up, 2013 finale of the McRanklin Group. Stay tuned for the hardest fantasy talk in the business, including a projection for the top pick in fantasy next season. And we're unveiling the winner, or loser, if you prefer, of our fantasy bust of the year. Will this information be helpful? Probably not, but therapeutic. Absolutely. NFL Fantasy Live back after this. From Los Angeles, the McRanklin Group, an American original. The sharpest minds, the best sources, the hardest fantasy talk. 
Welcome to the Greglin Group. Let's meet our esteemed panel. Oh, we got introduction. We got a studio audience, apparently, but he is the voice of NFL Fantasy Live and the great-grandson of the great Zudak family mm. from Christmas Story. Say hello to Matt Money Smith. Hello. He's the fantasy editor for NFL.com, and he also likes to take photographs of couches on curbs and puts them on Tumblr. Say hello to Marcus Grant. Ho, ho, ho. He's the fantasy Hall of Famer and once took Kara Cedric to his high school prom. Say hello to the icon, Michael Fabiano. I scored, too. Oh! He's wow. a former... I don't even know how to respond to that wow. one. He's a former Raider, Charger, and a whole lot of other things. He holds the Miguel's Jr. Burrito record for putting down the most BRCs in one setting. Akbar Baja Biamila. Uh, in my native language, Baoni. Did you score at Miguel's Jr.? Baoni. I don't even know what that means. That means hello in Yoruba. How do you say scoring in that language? I don't actually know. Yeah, it's, probably it's probably better that you don't. Issue number one, who is the first pick in the 2004 NFL Fantasy Draft? Let's start with you, Ralphie. Uh, I will go LaShawn McCoy. You want uh, points, coach, marriage, and certainly a lot of people thought McCoy could be something special this year in Philadelphia with that Chip Kelly offense that likes to run the ball extensively. He was, and I suspect he will go number one. What do you got, Fleck? I'm going with Jamal Charles for a lot of the same reasons that money took uh, LaShawn McCoy, but Charles was probably even more consistent throughout the course of the season. Randy. Jamal Charles is definitely going number one overall in most fantasy drafts because I can't move my arms. I can't You're move moving my him arms. right now. Akbar. What is wrong with you guys? Have you guys lost your ever-loving mind or your rankling mind? It's going to be Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is still a beast. They're going to do a lot of stuff to surround him with better talent. And I think with Cordero Patterson being able to step up, Peterson is the guy. Scott Farker's over there. Wrong! <laughs> You're wrong. The correct answer is Jamal Charles. He's going to be the guy who will carry your fantasy leagues. Issue number two, is this second round too early for a quarterback? What do you got, Gino? I don't think it is. I think you know, with, with running backs, I know there's still a lot of demand for them, but there are only so many that you can count on consistently to give you big points week in and week out. I think you'll see in a lot of leagues at the end of the first round or early second round, you'll start to see quarterbacks coming off the board. I don't agree with that, so I will say wrong. <laughs> what do you got? No chance I'm taking a quarterback in the second round or the third round or the fourth round. Maybe not even the fifth or the sixth round. Yeah. Wait on a quarterback. We did that this year, and yeah. a lot of us did pretty well. Akbar, absolutely. Well. Pretty never, well. ever, ever will I ever take a quarterback in the second round. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. I don't care who comes around because when you look at it, there's just not that many talented running backs, so you've got to swoop them up before, when you get that Preach. opportunity. Preach. So if you wait too long, they'll be gone. McLevin, before I get to you, I've yeah. got a whole bag of wrongs here just waiting for you because I anticipate what your answer is going to be, no but question. I'll give you a chance. Absolutely, I can take a quarterback in the late second round if that's where my draft position is and then pick up my second running back coming back. You know why? Because the elite quarterbacks separate themselves from the pack. How many teams? We just talked about this on this show. Peyton Manning was a catalyst to championships this season. If you get an elite quarterback early, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, you will win your league. I got we a song. Hold on, I got it. a song. You yeah, better yeah. not pout. You better not cry. You better not pout because wrong's coming to town. <laughs> you had Drew Brees this year. How did your team finish? Who did had, you win? Thank you. Yeah. Issue number three. <laughs> okay. Issue number okay. three. Who is the first receiver who will be taken after Calvin Johnson? We'll start with you, Tony Soprano. <sighs> I'm going with Josh 
Gordon, no doubt Josh about Gordon. that. He has averaged more fantasy points this year among wide receivers than any other player at the position. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. It's going to be Josh Gordon. No Do you want to make it unanimous? No, I'm going to go Brandon Marshall. Consistency. Brandon Marshall. I love consistency. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Cleveland. We don't know what system they're going to run. They're going to bring in a big-time running back. Remember, they had nothing in that backfield all season long. They had to throw the ball more than they probably would like to, especially in that division. So I suspect Gordon's numbers will come back. I want a guy that has more consecutive thousand But do you like him seasons. more than Alshon Jeffrey? I do. I still like I, I still like Marshall more because he's done it longer. I mean, the guy's done it for six straight years. I, I trust that Mike Lombardi will bring in talent to help Josh Gordon and elevate his status to be that guy so he can have that consistent type yeah. of play. And he Mike Lombardi will do that. They'll run the, the game more. They'll, they'll right, run Marcus, the ball get in the game, though. I'm going with Josh Gordon just because of all the things Money said, we didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. We didn't know what system they were going to run on, on a weekly basis. And he still balled out week in and week out. I like Brandon Marshall, but I do think Alshon Jeffrey cuts into his production. I agree with all that because Josh Gordon thrived with three different quarterbacks, none of them very good. Issue number four, surprise defense of 2014 will be, we'll start with you, Admiral Akbar. Well, you know, you have to take in consideration the draft and free agency, but I'm going to have to go with the St. Louis Ram. You saw the way that they just were able to come off the edge with their pass rushers. This is a very good Did you say St. Louis Rams? The the, the St. Louis Rams. No, the St. Louis Rams. And think about this. They have the second (laughs) pick in the draft as well. Mm -hmm. Look out for Clowney to be on the St. Louis Rams. Obi-Wan. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Just that is their identity. I like the division that they play in. A lot of leaky offensive lines in the AFC South. You got Jacksonville. You have Indianapolis. You have Houston. So I'm going to lean on the Titans. If you're going to play matchups or not draft a team and just pick them this up. This is an hour show, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I am going to go with the Houston Texans. I think they can be like wrong, the wrong, Kansas wrong. City Chiefs. Wrong. You're as wrong as Die Hard not being a Christmas movie. What do you got? I'm not Yoda. I was going to go with Palpatine, but Yoda's fine. Oh, is that why I'm evil? I figured because, you know, the whole short thing. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns showed flashes of brilliance this year. They've got, what, two first-round picks coming up? Maybe they use one on a quarterback. Maybe they don't. Maybe they go after defense. Mm -hmm. That is an up-and-coming young defense. The wrong is strong with this one. No, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be a solid defense for years to come. Pick them up next season. Thank you very much, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Still to come, the wait is over. Your 2013 Fantasy Live Awards ceremony is up next. NFL Fantasy Live is back after this. Bye-bye. There is still time left to vote your favorite players to Hawaii for the 2014 Pro Bowl. With the new unconference Pro Bowl format, you can select the best players regardless of conference. Then Pro Bowl Hall of Famers, Pro Football Hall of Famers, I should say, and this year's bowl captains Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders will draft their teams. Vote now. For the NFL's All-Stars at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Ballot. Touchdown, Cameron! Cameron's open, and he makes the catch in the right corner of the end zone! Quick handoff to Matthews, he hurdles over the offensive line into the end zone. That is value that the Chargers have in Danny Woodhead. It is deflected and caught by Woodhead! What a catch! Well, here you go, our nominees, a pair of San Diego Superchargers and the good-looking model appearance, model looks of Jordan Cameron there at the tight end You don't think Danny Woodhead has model looks? You know what? Danny Woodhead looks like you would expect a 5'8", 
maximize your potential <laughs> running back. That's the best look for for Danny huh? Woodhead. There yeah. we go. How about yeah. that, though? A pair of San Diego Superchargers, and uh, we talked about it just a minute ago. You want to talk about a team that nobody would want to face in the playoffs if somehow everything goes their way. The San Diego Chargers, Ryan Matthews, Danny Woodhead, that running attack coming together. So, uh, guys, here we go. All right. It is our uh, <clears throat> best value draft pick. I got it right here. You know, I've got a sneaky suspicion that this pick could be Danny Woodhead. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's wrong with you. It is Danny Woodhead. Oh! <laughs> really? 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 Oh, wow. Yeah, just step on me like that. We got a drum roll. I, I we just got had the, a sneaky suspicion. I, going. I, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, it was, wonder, it was I, Oh, yeah. I wonder if somebody <laughs> told you. Yes, it is Danny Woodhead <laughs> with 55% of the vote. What does it mean spinning it forward, guys? I'll say this. I did three Charger games this season. Danny Woodhead's Darren Sproles. I mean, that is what he is to Phillip Rivers. He loves going to Woodhead out of the backfield. He trusts him implicitly. And I say as the 19th ranked running back in, the, in fantasy football this season, He's got value in 2014, no question. Well, you know, you look at Danny Woodhead. I mean, he is a third down. He's a third down back, and that's where they were able to utilize him in this offense. The fact that he has the skill set to catch the ball out of the backfield, he can run the ball between the tackles as well when need be. So the fact that Danny Woodhead is that type of guy, he's got some versatility, he'll continue to increase his value. Uh, what about Ryan Matthews in 2014? How good has he been this been season? Great. How good has he been? This is what I saw in Ryan Matthews when I told people that he was going to be a solid fantasy that running was like back. That's like four years ago. In his first three years. <laughs> four years ago. Not All right, come on. Catch Ryan, up why couldn't he have done this last year? Who drafted him in the experts league? He has been unbelievable. Guy. That guy. Right here. Yeah. And down the stretch, the Chargers now have <laughs> faith in him yeah. as a featured back. He is seeing tons of carries. 29 carries, two weeks in a row. I think Matthews should have won this award, not Woodhead, although Woodhead has been very deserving. Matthews has been a great bargain this season. Why couldn't you have done it last year? What if he goes to another team, Fabs? You know, free agent, or what if he goes to another team? Matthews? Yeah, still huge value. We'll have to see where he ends up. I like where he is now in McCoy's offense. It is a really good fit. Great start to the season. Akbar for Jordan Cameron petered out toward the end. What about uh, 2014 for Jordan Cameron? Well, I, I think a lot of people are going to probably overvalue Jordan Cameron because of the big name. He came out of nowhere and surprised the entire fantasy football world. In fact, he surprised the National Football League. He was such a good talent, but what ended up happening towards the end of the season, like you mentioned, was the fact that that quarterback situation just became unstable. Those quarterbacks, they lost their confidence, and so you saw that production with Jordan Cameron. His production started to go down, but I think he's a guy that you can pick up in a solid place around the sixth round for next year and I think you can get very good value for him there. Some people are going to try to boost him up and get him a little earlier, but I say that's too high for Cameron. All right, let's take a look at the nominees for the illustrious NFL Live Fantasy Live <clears throat> bust of the year. Oh, yeah. Were those tears Quiet. on the camera lens? Is that what that was? Were those fantasy that's tears that fantasy on, tears. on that uh, video Where's no there? Sean Moreno when you need them? You see the average draft position. Fifth, ninth, eleventh. Basically all first-rounders. Ray Rice, Trent Richardson, C.J. Spiller, and the winner of the fantasy. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you well, go, you know, this, this, this could be a tight one here. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. This could be a tight one here. You want to take a stab I, at you, it? You know what? I'm going to go C.J. Spiller. Oh, okay. All right. Rather handily, Trent Richardson runs away with it. And 
Yeah, interesting thing about Trent is when he got traded to the Colts, people were freaking out about what a great move it would be to own Trent Richardson. I love Trent Richardson in the beginning of the year when he was with Cleveland. And then I loved him even more when he went to Indianapolis. So that shows you how much of a dummy I am, right? <laughs> this kid just underperformed. His yards per carry average was dreadful. With that being said, Donald Brown is in a contract year. I think Trent Richardson bounces back in 2014. He was too talented not to. Well, well, there's a reason why Mike Lombardi got rid of him. You know, Mike Lombardi brought me into the league, and I can tell you, he's a genius as a general manager. Why? Because he brought you into the no, league? No, no, well, that, that too. But I, I think he's, <laughs> oh, that he, saw, <laughs> he saw something. He saw something, though, in Trent Richardson. So did Jim Brown. just didn't fit into that into their system. I'm not sure that he bounces back. We'll see how he, well, he handles know, I, I would season. say let's, let's watch the playoffs. Yeah. You know, in the playoffs, you've got to have a running game. You have to have a defense of Trent Richardson. He had a couple big receptions there from Andrew Luck in that game against Kansas City. We'll see whether or not he can keep it going. And we'll see yeah. who is coupled in the backfield with him. Vic Ballard, does he come back? Yeah. We'll yeah, see. You know, I, I remember somebody, I'm trying to think of who, that really loved C.J. Spiller before the season and thought maybe he was like a top, I don't know, three. I think the guy's wearing a green tie, maybe. Top three back. Uh, and green look, tie? Very similar to Trent Richardson, Spiller suffering from the same issue that that um, that Trent Richardson is. And that's some another back in the system is producing. Fred Jackson is producing. Donald Brown is producing. C.J. Spiller is not. 31st among running backs, had really one good game, one good week all season long. Right, and if you think about it, he's had one good year in the NFL. Money, Akbar, you guys know this. His first few years, he was a bust. Yeah. This is a first-round pick. And he's got the talent. He's got the breakaway speed. He's got the ability to take 150, 60 yards to the house. It just did not happen. They lost, I think, what, three-fifths of that offensive line. But again, the big red flag is... Fred Jackson was able to do it. What about Ray Rice, speaking of? Well, you know, for me, Ray Rice, is he's always been a talented running back. We talk about the skill set and the youth of C.J. Spiller. Well, you know, Ray Rice doesn't have the youth anymore, but I think he still has the ability to go out there and run. Now, this season, it was just awful. He only had one game where he had 75 or more yards. That's not Ray Rice-like. So what does that tell you? That tells me that there's something wrong with him. And they, they kind of alluded that. The coaches alluded to the fact that he wasn't all the way healthy. I say that he takes this offseason, he gets healthy, and you'll see Ray Rice getting back to normal. Just quickly, of those three guys, which one goes the highest? Which one do you have the most faith in? Ray Rice. Yeah, Ray Rice. I, I think third the round. hip bothered him all year, like Akbar said. They're going to improve that offensive line in the offseason through the draft. He'll be better. All right. Tomorrow, we unveil the winner. Do you want to just maybe share them with the people right now? Huh? Uh, you want right. to just give them the winners hey, hey, right now? I've got a sneaky Rookie suspicion. of the year and tell you what to expect uh, in the sophomore seasons of those rookies of the year. NFL Fantasy Live returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Music. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.